Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. we got Ace and Malik. What's Here's going up. on, everyone? We are here for week four of the Pick'em Show. We're going to be doing all 16 games, and I'd like to point out that we will be picking the England game, the London game. We played at Tottenham. And we'll be starting with London. Detroit at Green Bay, which is essentially a pick'em. I don't believe it should. Uh, we're going to be using the Yahoo spread, but I will also be giving you the MGM Sportsbook spread. I usually use uh, DraftKings myself personally, but uh, all the options are available to everybody who's betting all over the country in the states where it's legal. And if it's not legal, you know, don't do that. Uh, legally, I have to say that, so don't do it. The I'm over under, huh? I'm wearing the iPad. Ah. <laughs> do what you got to do, buddy. It's legal in Texas, isn't it? Isn't it legal in Texas? No, it's not legal. It's legal in Mexico. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, you know, hop in a, hop in um, a boat somewhere and go somewhere. It's hilarious. I, that's, I still find that hilarious. Like literally, everything's legal in Texas except except sports gambling. <laughs> like, you I can, can onto a can, gun shop. Yeah, you can shoot the man. You can shoot a tow truck driver. On your property, you can't gamble. You can't gamble on the Cowboys. Like, what about a license in Texas? It's hilarious. And have it on me. Uh, I could be on a licensed gun carrier and still have it. That is correct. But you know what you can't do? I can't bet. (laughs) Can't bet on football because that would corrupt society. Yeah, I'm about. I was so upset when I can't smoke legally. But here in uh, Lefty, Massachusetts, well, if someone trying to download the gambling, I couldn't do it. That's correct. So uh, write your governor or your attorney general if you still have one, or if he's not. You know, I got one thing up on there, guys. I don't have to pay state taxes. Aha. Mm, yes, but that means you would have to make money to have that back. Oh, trust me, there's plenty of money when it does no state. That's a good job. I'm actually trying to get into the show this week. So Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay is, is uh, the underdog. They're getting one and a half points at home. The over-under is 46. Malik, I'm going to let you go first on that one since you are a NFC North expert and the Detroit Lions fan. Come on, Homer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's funny. I have to say, like, before we even get started, this is the first time that I think in my, might be in my life, might be in my life, or at the very least in my, in my time of watching, watching professional football. Since knowing about betting lines. That the Detroit Lions are favored in Lambeau Field. Like, I've never seen this before. Um, And... That just goes to show, one, the level of respect that Detroit has started to garner over the, you know, around around the league. And two, there's probably some doubting going on with Green Bay and what happened with them last week uh, against the Saints at home, where they were down 17 points. Um, and then Jameis Winston gave the game away. Um, and they were able to come back and win 18-17. So... I say all that to say, um, it's just it, this is this is one of those games that I'd love to stay away from. Like I'm just gonna watch it as a fan. I'd love to stay away from the actual number here. 
Um, I will take Detroit. So a couple quick things. One, uh, because this is a Thursday night game, the injury report is out for this game. So um, we know that David Bakhtiari is not going to be playing for the Packers. David Bakhtiari, uh, Devondre Campbell are both out. Uh, questionable. Uh, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and Jair Alexander are all questionable. Uh, I heard earlier this week that Jones and Watson were trending towards playing. So that's pretty good. Um, on the Lions side, looks like Taylor Decker is going to be returning and David Montgomery is going to be trying to give it a go. Uh, so he may limited today. Yeah. Yes. He may be back as well. Um, still unsure about, you know, the, the, the defensive backfield, Kirby Joseph, Emmanuel Mosley. So um, the offensive line has been decimated, so to speak, um, with injuries. Um, so it's good to get, get Jacker back. Um, so all that said, I want to, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick green. I'm going to pick Detroit. You know, I'm going to pick Detroit. I'm going to go be a homer and I'm going to pick Detroit here. It's a one and a half point spread. If this was three, if this was anywhere higher than like two and a half points, I would pick green Bay, honestly, because I feel like this is going to be one of those games where it gets decided at the very end. Um, so I'm going to pick Detroit to win the game out. Right. Um, and give the one and a half, but I'm not feeling really good about this and I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to make this the best bet. I will also pick the, the over under on this is 46. Um, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I think both, both, both teams can score a little something. Detroit's been really good against the run this, this year so far. And uh, this is probably the best overall pass rush that Jordan Love is going to see or has seen this season. Um, he played Chicago, Atlanta, um, New Orleans has a pretty good pass rush, but I think Detroit's is just a little bit better than that. Um, so this is probably the best one he's going to see. So I'm going to take Detroit and I'll take the over, I'm sorry, the under, uh, for this one. Um, yeah, I think it'll, I think the points will, points will be scored, but just under the 46. Give me Detroit and the over for the reasons that you mentioned about Bakhtiari and the rest of the offensive line for uh, Green Bay not playing. I think that's going to affect how much pressure Love feels. Um, he does feel, he does seem very comfortable in running the offense. And after three years of waiting and learning and like all those practice reps, and I think that's prepared him for this in the first three games. You know, he came back and was able to get that win last week. A little bit shaky. He got lucky. Um, the other team's quarterback went out. I just don't think the Saints were able to maintain the level of pressure that they needed, and I don't think that's going to be an issue with Detroit. And the level of effort that they're going to have is going to maintain. So I will be uh, taking Detroit. Um, I feel pretty confident about that. And being as this is another outdoor game, it's a Thursday game, short week, both teams having injuries. That's why I'm taking the under. Unders have been hitting. Uh, most weeks. So Green Bay covered last week and so Detroit. So I'm going to be taking Detroit because I think they have a much better chance of covering them on the road. And uh, yeah, they've beaten Green Bay a couple of times in a row now, so let's make it five. Go ahead, Ann. I'm going to go the opposite way. The only reason is because um, I know the Lions is on the rise and everything like that, but there's a little thing, quite these guys that wear stripes and stuff like that, they do exist. And they might try to keep some type of um some type of balance on this thing. I'm gonna go with that little um tin hat theory. So I'm just gonna go in the reverse just just cause. And um just to shake things up, you know, just in case and maybe I might win 
any good a little higher than y'all guys as far as you know scoring wise so that's the only main reasons is the tinfoil thing and just to hopefully get some more points it's a bit of a gamble but i'm gonna go with the packers and take the under in this one might be a bad move but hey i'll try to make it up next week all right there's a website for everybody who wants to check on this it's called footballzebras.com uh the oh they don't have uh four assignments up yet they really should but it's called footballzebras.com you can go on there and check that it lets you know what the um assignments are throughout the, the entire nfl season and if you're really really on that next level it lets you know the referee assignments for the usfl and the xfl Need to form me that link because you know some of those refs you can tell that they got their money's getting stuffed, their, their pockets get stuffed every week. You really think so, huh? Yep. Well, no one. I got. I got, I got proof of it when it comes to my Jets, but I'm not going to say nothing. Okay. And there's also another uh, website that I like to go to called QuirkyResearch.com, which um, allows you to see when's the last time all these random things have happened. Next up, we got the 9:30 a.m. game for all you people out there. So if you're in uh, LA time, you'll be getting up at uh, 6 a.m. So start pre-gaming, I guess, at 5. Just don't even go to sleep. Just go out to the club. Get home at 3. Have a couple of wings. Take a quick nap and get up and watch Atlanta at Jacksonville. I will be taking Jacksonville. Um, I don't think Atlanta's second-year quarterback is really good. Um, their rookie running back and the second-year running back are carrying that team. Kyle Pitts is unable to get the ball properly. And I think Jacksonville had a down week, and I don't think they're going to have two weeks of lacking after. It was a surprise for them to lose last week, and I don't expect that to happen again. I do think this game will probably end up being a push because it's a three-point spread. Somehow this counts as a home game for Jacksonville, which is a bit ridiculous, but it is what it is. Uh, give me the over at 43 and a half. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Um, This is one of those European games, right? Yes, it's in Europe. It is in Europe. It's in, it's in London. It's in yeah. London. There's three okay. games in London and one game in Germany, correct? Two games in Germany and two games in London. It, they're technically, Jacksonville's technically a home, but that, that is basically their second second home because how many games they always play home. over there? Tampa plays the most games over there. I see Jacksonville there a lot too. Yeah. I but I don't see Atlanta there a lot. So yeah. I know the, those fans, are the, you know, they, they don't care. They just cheer either way. And it's kind of it's kind of cool that those guys you know love it and enjoy it. It's kind of messed up for the people in Jacksonville if they actually care. But per plus, you know, I think per plus is going to actually win. And this one, as he try to climb his way back into um back out of my doghouse, but they're going to actually, I think they're going to win this one. And I take the what is it? What's the spread on this one? Forty three over and over, over and under. Spreads three points. Jacksonville's favored by three. Jacksonville minus three. No, the over under is forty three and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the Jacksonville. I'm gonna take the over in this one. I th- think they quite quite the, the Jacksonville is like I said to be earlier this year, they might have stepped it up, but they kind of fell back a little bit, in my opinion, now. So I'm trying to still gauging them, but I think they they still acceptable to a team like the Falcons that is up and coming that doesn't know how to use all their weapons yet. So I'm gonna go with Jacksonville and I'm gonna take the over. We're gonna, we're gonna see some points on there. All right. Yeah, Malik. Yeah, it's interesting because Jacksonville is um, top 10 in the league right now in 
uh, rush defense. Uh, they've only given up 84 yards a game rushing. Um, and of course, we know that that's what Atlanta does. Um, and that's that's Atlanta's bread and butter. Um, but to date, they've played, uh, they played Deion Jackson uh, in week one. They played Isaiah Pacheco slash Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in week two. And um, Damian Pierce in week three uh, on the Texans. So suffice it to say, they haven't played a running a running attack like this, you know, even though they're running they're um even though they're 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 statistically really pretty good against the run. Um I think the thing that, you know, watching Atlanta last week, uh one of the things that you know you have to be able to stop their run. If you can stop their run and force Desmond Ritter to have to throw the ball, then you can pin your ears back and then um you know those guys in the defensive line, Josh Allen and um Who's the kid that they they drafted number one overall um, before Hutchinson? I can't remember his name now. <laughs> um, um, the kid from Georgia. Oh yeah, 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 Trace uh, Walker. Yeah, Trace Walker. Um, you know they can pin their ears back and get after the quarterback, which is what you know I think Jacksonville is is built to do, and they, that's what they want to do. Um, I'm gonna. Jacksonville is also three and zero at it, at Wembley uh, over the last three three contests there, and Atlanta has not looked good when they've traveled. So I'm going to take Jacksonville as well. I think this is the biggest test for them from a uh, from, from a running perspective, um, and the fact that they just lost they've lost their last two games versus KC and Houston. They need to get you know back on the winning side, and um, yeah, this is this is a good right game for them to do that. So I'll take Jacksonville and I'll take the under. Um, I think both of these teams um, play closer to the number, probably gets get somewhere around like 23, 20, something like that. All right. And the ref assignments are out. Alan Eck will be uh, refing the game. He's will be the head referee tomorrow. And Craig Rossland will be the head referee in the London game. It will be available on Disney Plus if you have that. The Toy Story mode and on ESPN Plus if you're an adult and you just want to see the game. I want to see in Toy Story mode. I kind of want to see it in Toy Story mode. You, yeah, I know y'all. You don't see it in Toy Come on now. You know, I kind of want to see it. They, yeah. did they, didn't they do something similar last year, like during Monday Night Football or something like that? They did a Nickelodeon one. Yeah, they did, yeah the Nickelodeon one. I wanted the to Super see Bowl that. I'm the yeah. Slime in the end zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, you know, something for the kids. I hear it's very entertaining. The something one o'clock. No, you're right about that. The one o'clock game of the week. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. And I know you have a lot of opinions about this. Go ahead. Well, I couldn't I couldn't find a stat that I wanted to look for, but I definitely do know from the top of my head that this time last year, the um Dolphins was basically had the same exact record and the same exact points. That they had la- this year as last year, um, anything can happen with them, and I'm not really. And it seems like people's already crowning them to be the AFC ch- um, East champions, and even maybe even go further than that. But um, Buffalo Buffalo's been going up and down. Quite they lost to the Jets, you know, quite an emotional comeback from the Jets. Then they quite picked themselves up afterwards. This is going to be a, a a very good battle that should have been flexed into um. What's the name? Sunday Night Football. But I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm taking it over in this one. I think the Bills is going to come back and um, establish their dominance because they have to do it. 
the thing is that the Bills is being threatened right now to for the um the spot for the top of the AFC East that they've been holding on to that crown for a while. Miami's coming, but I think the Bills are gonna put them in a place. Okay. All right. I just want to mention this. Oh, this is my first lock of the week. Fuck, sorry about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. This will be interesting because my first lock of the week is going to be Miami getting uh, three points. And the reason why I'm doing that is because the Bills give up 110 rushing yards a game. They have gotten 12 sacks as a team, and Miami has gotten eight. Miami gives up 230 yards, 230 yards through the air. Which is not great for a defense and 130 on the ground. Average rush play is about, you know, four and a half. And average QBR against them is 88. Against the Bills, interestingly enough, the average QBR is 54. I think that's taken into the fact game one and game three. The second game of the year, you know, they won, but they didn't look that down. Um, this is the most balanced offense, the most high-powered offense I've seen in a number of years, probably since, I want to say, not to exaggerate too much, probably since the 2007 Patriots, who managed to cover every single spread. This team put up 70 points last week. Obviously, I don't think they're going to put up 70 again, but their offense works, and it works well. Their third-string quarterback was able to get it going last year. Um, Miami is 3-0 and against the spread. The Bills are 2-1. and I'm taking Miami getting points. I know that sounds nuts, but I'm going to take them getting points, and I'm going to lock it in my first lock of the week. They came through, and they keep coming through, so I'm going to ride that horse until it's dead. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to roll with Anthony here. I'm going to roll with Buffalo uh, and the over. Um, Miami... So Buffalo has surrendered. Oh, the over uh, under is the highest of the week. It's fifty four points. I'm taking yeah. the under on this one. Taking the under, you said? Actually, yeah, I'm gonna take the under. Actually, no, okay. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take okay. the over. I think Von Miller is back too, right? Uh, I thought he was placed on injured reserve. If he's placed on injured reserve, that means he would be back after the next game. He had to miss four. Oh, that's right. He has to miss this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to your point, Ace Buffalo has uh, been has been sacking the quarterback at a pretty high rate so far this so far this season. Um uh Tua has not been sacked very often this year. I don't think I think he's been sacked once so far this season. Um and Teron Armstead popped up on the Teron off the tackle, uh left tackle for uh the team um popped up on the injury report earlier this week. Uh looks like he's listed as questionable. So we'll see if he actually we'll see if he's he's able to go. Um, keep watching that, just paying attention to that. I lean the Bills here primarily because uh, the Bills are have seem are seemingly you know they're they, after that you know quick mix up that quick uh, screw up uh, in Week One against the Jets, um, and everything that Josh Allen did to give that game away. Um, they've been the exact opposite over the last two games. The last two games, they've given up a grand total of thirteen points to uh Washington and I can't remember the second the second team that they played against uh in week week two. Oh Las Vegas. Um and although this is the best matchup that this is probably the best offensive matchup that they've seen or are going to see over the course of the season, uh this is a game they gotta get if they plan on continuing to win the division outright. 
and uh and supplant themselves as the you know as the best um uh as the best team in this division i think it's interesting that you know so far the pick distribution on this is is, is leaning heavily towards miami it's just a lot of people you know a lot of people you know really buying into the 70 point explosion that happened there it's not going to happen that's like that's not going to happen this time around we already know that those are not denver we already we already know that not only are the Bills not Denver, the Bills will put together some scoring drives that will force Miami to that won't won't allow Miami to just stay on the field and make, you know, uh, and and make it make it into a track meet. Um, so I'm going to take Buffalo and the over. Uh, so I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with Ant here on that on that pick. Um, I think Buffalo can win the game outright. I think they should win the game outright. I think they're the better team overall, but. Um, I think if this game was playing played in Miami, I think it would I think it would play a lot differently. So uh take Buffalo, take the over. But no lock yet. I think the weather here is gonna be the factor and the fact that it's gonna be nice weather um will help Miami. And the fact that they've been able to show how well that they can run the ball. Um the defense is getting better slowly but surely, but after last week, I think they'll be locked in for this one. So I don't think either team's really gonna let down. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my pick and I think it's gonna be I'm gonna take the under. But I'm still taking Miami in terms of what I made. I'm just switching to the under. Number one overall offense, that's clearly affected a lot by last week. But um, six rush, yeah, six yards per rush. Insane. 188 rushing yards per game. And they've only given up one sack. The only team to do that is Kansas City. So two teams have given up one sack. Uh, Moving on. We have Miami, Miami. We have Minnesota at Carolina. It looks like Bryce Young is going to play. They are getting four points at home on MGM, three and a half on Yahoo. I'm going to be taking Minnesota. I do not believe in Carolina. I think they played one of their better games last week. They've lost another safety. They have a lot of injuries on their defense. These are two teams with two bad defenses and one good offense. And that one good offense is Minnesota. So even if this turns into a shootout, I think Minnesota will hold on to the ball last and will win by a touchdown. So, therefore, I'm locking in Minnesota, and this will also be my survivor pick of the week. So, and. Didn't Minnesota get a new running back last week? They did, and he will be playing Cam Akers. Yeah. yeah so, little by little, I think they're going to be moving him in. And that, that um, offense by actually established themselves. You know, Vultures are sitting on the sidelines, waiting, hoping, hoping that the Vikings, you know, suck out so they can trade for Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to call the Vultures' name out, Jets. But, um. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one as well. And I'm taking the under in this one. I think they can actually pull it out, pull out this win and quite, quite end this little losing streak that they have going on right now. So yeah, give me the Vikings. Give me the under. I can't roll with the Panthers yet. They still got to prove more to me. All right. Emily. Uh, the Panthers were surprisingly good. Uh, for about three, three and a half quarters in of that game in Seattle um, with Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback. Uh, it seemed like, you know, towards the end of the game that they played against New Orleans uh, in week two, they actually were starting to trend a little bit better um, with Bryce Young. Uh, and then Bryce Young got hurt and they had to go into the situation with um, <clears throat> with Dalton. Um, but they played hard. They played hard. They played well. Uh, and I think that um, this behind uh, head coach Frank Reich, this team is primed for a cover. I'm not going to say primed for a victory, but primed for a cover. Um, 
they are are they oh they're oh and three against the spread that's no. correct yeah they're oh and two against the spread so far i don't know how that one is push. and yeah and one push so um yeah that push was against new orleans um so you know they've been consistent from that perspective i think in order for them to win they need to the defense needs to come out and play because uh, we know that the vikings can score the football um and this is an afternoon game so no fear of the primetime primetime jinx there um so i think minnesota wins the game but i think carolina's got some points got some point they can find some points against this defense and so i'm going to take carolina and the under but again not a best bet here don't feel don't feel great about it um, but I just feel like Minnesota's defense has been so porous over the past three weeks. And that's a carryover from uh, previous from the previous season as well. Right. Um, I don't see much getting I don't see much getting better uh, from that perspective. So I, I think Carolina can definitely keep this game close enough at home to uh, to to potentially even get a win. But I, I, at the very least, keep it within the number. So I'll take Carolina in the under. All right. Next up. And, and you went, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I already went. All right. Losing track here already. Game number five on the slate. We have Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson, at the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Neither of these teams know how to play very good defense, uh, but they both can score some points. Chicago is at home. The weather is going to be normal for the fall there. No rain, no snow, nothing crazy, no extra wind. Chicago is getting three and a half, and the over-under is 46. I'm a Bears fan, and I know nothing about the NFC North, apparently, because I had them winning it. And they are 0-3. Both of these teams, these are the two teams in the NFL that are both 0-3. Uh, there's three teams that are 0-3 against the spread. Denver, the Giants, and Chicago. So just with this game alone, someone has to cover, because Chicago is getting three and a half, and I think it's going to hold there. Because they're getting three and a half at home, I'm going to take the home dog, and I'm going to count on the fact that they will lose a close game because they tend to lose close games when they're at home. Um, they could possibly win. I will be picking them solo as a upset pick, but um, it's not going to be that much of a plus on the money line, probably like plus 130, I believe, right now, maybe 140. But um, I'm going to be leaning on Chicago to cover. I am not locking this in. It's just a regular pick, so give me Chicago, and I'll take those three and a half points. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, this one is tough. It's this. I mean, it's the second straight game that we're covering that we're between two zero and three teams. Um, on the one hand, man, if you're if you're Denver and you don't show up today, you don't show up on Sunday and get a win. Not even just um, and get a win in any way, shape, or form, any way possible. Um, if you can get a win. Because you're right, Ace. They've shown that they can score some points. They haven't shown much on defense, um, but they've played against the who they play. They they played the Chargers. Chargers. Um, no, I'm sorry. They played they played the Raiders. They played the Raiders, Washington, and Miami. And Washington right. lit them up for 35 points. Miami obviously got the 70. And the Chargers, the Chargers, they played pretty close. They just lost by a point, 17-16. So. Um, Denver's still a bit of an anomaly, but we do know that they can score the football and they can score passing the football. That's the one thing that you can't have not yet gotten to see from this year's version of Chicago Bears and Justin Fields is they have not yet been able to pass the ball uh, to score to score points. 
um, which is which is pretty shocking. So um, Chicago shoot, I, I I want to I want Chicago to win this game. I really do. I just by you know you know I'm NFC North fan. I shouldn't want Chicago to win this game, but I really do want Chicago to win this game um, so that people can just stop talking about all the things. But I kind of I kind of feel like they need to lose this game so it can get worse before it gets better. Like people just need to get fired. Like people just need to get fired. You need to get people out of here. <laughs> Save Justin Fields. <laughs> I don't think that's from, gonna happen, but yeah. From the craziness that's going on in this season, like seriously, just get it, get it done. So because of that, I'm gonna pick Denver and the under. Um, I think this number is a little bit is a little bit inflated. To me, the 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 to me, the um the under is probably my best bet on this game. But um as far as the team's concerned, I'm gonna take Denver to squeak out a you know, since we got a you know four to five six point victory, something along those lines, some something along the lines of like you know twenty to thirteen or or, or twenty three to twenty three to thirteen, something like that. I expect I expect a victory uh, on Denver's side just because they can score some points um, with Russ and 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 that and that passing offense. Jerry Judy is questionable uh, with the knee, um, so keep an eye on that. If he winds up being out, of course that that hinders the passing offense of Denver a little bit. Um, but if he's out there uh, and he's and he's playing, then Denver should be able to put up enough points to cover this line. Um, don't feel good about this, not locking it in, but Denver um, on the road gets to recollect themselves against a, a, an opponent that they should be better than. So I'll take Denver in the under. Yeah, now. What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. That was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. I'm worried. What's the question? What's the question? Yeah, so you know they're going to be pissed off. I'm sorry, Ace, but y'all guys are facing them. The Bears are facing them after they pissed off. I don't see the – I don't know. You might be – you obviously watching the Bears more, so you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. I think – that Justin Fields is the only one on that team that's actually pissed off that the team is losing. And the rest of the team is just like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But coach over here is pissed off that they got embarrassed. They they could they literally could have got the record hang hang on them. If, they, if this was Bill Belichick, they would have had the record hang on them. It was lucky it was the Dolphins. If this was Bill Belichick as a coach, they would have saw 80 points on, the, on their behinds. So you know he's pissed off and they're gonna come, they're gonna come for they're gonna come for somebody's head. I'm sorry to say it's going to be the Bears, but I don't see it going to be a high, I don't see a high scoring points thing on this thing. So I'm going to go the same way with Lee. I'm going to take the Broncos. I'm going to take the under on this one. All right, I'm taking the. I, I didn't say over and under, but I'm taking the over. Um, Eddie Jackson is still questionable for this one. Jaquan Brisker should be playing, and there are the two corners uh, will be playing. Uh, I take that back. Kyler Gordon will still be out. He's out indefinitely with a hand as of September 14th, Thursday. Um, most of the offensive line are going to be backs of Braxton Jones. So they're going to have their starting two guards and their starting center. So that should help them with the run. They finally got them healthy after three weeks. So hey. that should be a little bit better. What's up? Oh, the Bears pissed off. Um, I think the Bears are upset. And I don't know if they're upset with their coaches or what, but the head coach is still going to be calling the defense. I just think that the players haven't really bought into his system. And I think that's been the main difference between the players that they have this year and last year, as opposed to 
even 2019 or 2020 when they actually made it to the playoffs and snuck in with that eight and eight season or eight and eight season in 2019, I believe. As much as I read, as much as I get on him yeah. and I do have some stats to get on him some more, but you know, <laughs> I feel bad for him. I will say this as bad as his QBR is after three weeks, it's still higher than, um, it's still higher than uh, the Cleveland Browns quarterback. So I just like to point that out. And oh, they won two games. So there's that. And speaking of Cleveland, we have Baltimore at oh, Cleveland yeah. Browns. <laughs> Baltimore's getting three points on the MGM line, two and a half on the uh, Yahoo. Over under for that game is 40 and a half. The game's playing to Cleveland. Cleveland is the number one offense in the league, which is kind of surprising to me. Wait, wait, um, did you say Cleveland's the number one offense in the league? Sorry, Cleveland is the number one defense in the league. Oh, I was about to say, like, I was like, what? <laughs> that that yeah. made no sense. They have the number one overall defense, only giving up 163 yards per game with nine sacks. But they have lost two games. So I think they're going to lose this one. Baltimore has a lot of injuries going on for them. But Lamar Jackson is still healthy, so they have the better quarterback. And I know they're not at home, but the fact that they're getting three points says a lot. Uh, too many guys injured this early for Baltimore. They just have a lot of bad luck when it comes to injuries. But they do have their running back. Uh, situation figured out, and I don't know if Aldo Beckham Jr. is going to play, but Ronnie Stanley is playing, and the rest of their um, starters on the line, I believe, are playing. Their tackles going to be playing, so they should be able to move the ball pretty well. I'm still expecting to see more out of Rashad Bateman, but even not Zay Flowers should be pretty good. I don't know how well they're going to hold up against the pass rush, knowing how they're using Miles Garrett so well. But the one person that you can't keep rushing like that. Lamar Jackson because he will take off. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm just going to count on the fact that uh, Sean Watson is going to revert back to his uh, terrible play. He showed the first two weeks. He had one good game, but I don't believe it. So keep doing it if you want me to buy it. Go ahead, Ann. Um, it's, it's basically Lamar Jackson versus happy endings. So, you know, you got you got happy endings at one quarterback, and then you got Lamar Jackson, who's actually your MVP on the other side. I'm going to go with the MVP. I know this is not home, but you know what? This is a this is a, um a rivalry game or something if you want to call that. And was the over and under in this one? Is, 40, what, lowest of the week, forty and a half. No wonder it's low. I'll definitely take the under in this one though. But I'm still taking Baltimore. There's no way I'm going to go with Cleveland. They're they're uh, they're a mess right now. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Malik. It's it's funny. I I find it interesting that you know you guys made my arguments for me as to why you would take Cleveland in this game. How's Baltimore, that? Well, Baltimore is extremely injured. Mm-hmm. At least at least four of their starters that you can count are either questionable or 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 going to be out of this game. Correct. Um, they um they lost they just came off of a loss at home against the Colts team that was without their starting quarterback so it's they not like lucky. they actually they, you know, the Colts sure the Colts the Colts did but um they got lucky because Justin Tucker missed like a 62 yard field goal at the end of regulation which would have won the game for the Ravens and then and then Indianapolis came down and um Matt Gay was it Matt Gay that hit mm-hmm. like four 50 yard field goals in that game um to win that game for them but you know Baltimore coming off of a loss uh, and Cleveland played, you know, not for nothing. Cleveland played the best game of the, their best game of the season, and they and they have the number one defense in the NFL. 
So I, everything trends towards, um, towards Cleveland, you know, holding for it and winning this game at home against Baltimore and give, and, and three points is, is not a big, not a big amount to, I'm sorry, two and a half points. You're not even giving up a full field goal yet on this game. So, I mean, if you're betting MGM, you're giving up three, but you know, if you're not even giving up a full field goal in this game, I don't see a reason why Baltimore is definitely trending down. I think they'll be much better when they're when they're when they're healthier, but Cleveland is trending up. I mean, I think that's the only thing that you could say about it is, you know, I like typically I like the I like to go with the dogs in AFC North battles, but um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, Baltimore Cleveland could be three and zero. Let's put let's 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 keep it let's keep it all the way all the way real. Uh, they lost that game to Pittsburgh. They could have actually won that game if if Deshaun Watson had played a little bit better. But in their two wins, they've given up three points. <laughs> they gave it three points to Cincinnati, three points to Tennessee. So in their two wins, they've given up a total of six points. The un- play the under here. Um, Cleveland's defense is legit. It's for real. And Deshaun Watson appears to be at the very least shaking off some of the rust and breaking out breaking out a little bit. Take the take the, the Browns at home. Um, the only other, the only other note I'll make there is Jerome Ford, uh, the running back looked pretty good. Um, they didn't look like, he didn't look like Nick Chubb. Obviously he's not Nick Chubb. They did not run the ball well as a team. Um, and so they'll probably be looking to, to lean on that a little bit more and, and, and establish a little bit more in the run game, um, which forced Deshaun Watson to be more of a passer. He was able to do it against Tennessee. We'll see if he was able to do it against Baltimore, but, uh, expecting to lean on the run. And to try to you know out physical uh, a depleted Ravens uh, uh, Ravens team, so I'm going to take Cleveland and I'll take the under in this game. Oh, no. before you go on A's, yeah, Leek just mentioned two words that makes me want to put this makes me put this as my second lock of the week. Um, Nick Chubb, he's not playing. Yeah, that's why it's going to be my second lock of the week. Ah, you're locking the Baltimore. I love it. All right. Next up, we have Pittsburgh at Houston. C.J. Stroud is looking pretty good under pressure. Houston is getting three points at home. The over-under is 42. I'm going to take the over. Um, Houston played really well last week. It ended up being a high-scoring game. Pittsburgh is grinding out wins. Um, therefore, I'm taking Pittsburgh. I know it's a rookie. He's handling the pressure really well. But Pittsburgh has a really good defense. They got T.J. Watt. They got Megan Fitzpatrick. Um, but those two players, I believe in them over Houston. Houston is a good organized team, very well-run team in terms of D'Amico Ryan's getting his first win. But, you know, coaching, everything else, all everything being equal, Pittsburgh's going to get moved to 3-1, and one, and Houston is going to move to 1-3. and three. Uh, I'm going to take the over, because the over-under is pretty low at 42. And, and Ant, who do you got? Wait, who do you took? To Steelers. Okay, yes, that, that that's why I decided to do this. No, I'm not really decided to do this, but I decided to go the opposite way. I'm gonna take Houston on this one. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but I didn't decide because of you, but I'm still gonna go to Houston on this one. I think they're quite. They actually proven to be a better team than people quite gave them credit for. Pittsburgh is still, in my in my opinion, is going is still going down little by little. Um, still got to see more out of them. I'm not really feeling them right now. I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna take it on take take it on the under in this one to win this. 
the one thing I will say is both of these teams have a negative point differential. So that is one thing that's kind of crazy. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, that's one thing that's crazy. The other thing is the other thing that's crazy is is that um CJ Stroud is the best quarterback of the rookies so far. Um he's had the best three games. He's been better than Bryce Young. He I I shudder to say I don't think he was I don't think he was he wasn't better than Anthony Richardson when they played. That's right. Um, but Anthony Richardson got hurt, and so thus he wasn't finished, able to finish the game. But CJ Stroud did have a very good game in the game against Indianapolis, even though they didn't win that game. Um, I like how he's trending. I like how Houston's trending. I like how they're playing under D'Amico Ryans. And I think that they cover the number. Um, to your point, Ace, Pittsburgh has been grinding out wins, um, has been playing, you know, the type of football, that type of bend don't break football that just gets you victories and keeps you keeps you in contention. But really, there's nothing impressive about the way that they've won football games. Najee Harris hasn't looked good. They haven't been able to run the ball very well. They haven't passed the ball very well over the over the first three games. Um, Kenny Pickett looks like he's taken a couple of steps back um, at the very you know at the very least. So there's nothing exciting about Pittsburgh. They they they're going to win with their defense as they've normally done. Um, and I think Houston is just just has a little bit more offense that that, that they can stay with the Steelers a little bit. Uh, they can stay with the Steelers well enough, especially and especially the fact that they're at home. So give me the home dog here. I'll take Houston, and I will take the um, the under as well on this game. I'm only what? taking one up so far. I've only taken one over, and that's Buffalo. Yeah, I'd like to point out that if everything works out with all of these AFC North games, you have Cleveland leading this division at three and one. They current don't they do they currently lead the division? No, I believe they. Is. Or they're two and one. Pittsburgh's leading the division at two and one because they beat both uh both of their games, or have been in conference and they're one and zero in the in the division. Well, I didn't say Pittsburgh would lose would would lose the game. I think Houston oh. covers. Oh. I think Houston. I think it's a close game if Houston covers. Winning a one point game. I got you. You know what? That's an interesting take. I like that. All right. I think you're wrong, but you know. It is what it is. Uh, and did you go? I believe you did. Yes, he did. We have the LA, as well. the LA Rams. I'm lone dogging it on Pittsburgh. I love it. We got the LA Rams, the Indianapolis Colts. It is looking like Anthony Richardson is going to play. They are getting one point at home, and the over under is 46 and a half. Off top, I'm taking the uh, over. Um, these teams are both going to put up some points. I think the Rams are more organized. They finally lost last week. Uh, I still have a lot of faith in them. I actually think this team is going to make the playoffs at one or two. Um, I know they're in the same division with Seattle, but I believe they will take them down having won that game. They lost to San Francisco, which was kind of expected. But they made it much more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Therefore, I'm locking in the L.A. Rams on the road because I just don't believe in Indianapolis' defense just as of yet. The Rams were able to handle the San Francisco pass rush. They were able to keep up with them. And I just don't think Indianapolis has enough firepower and the Rams are going to be making enough mistakes. And they still have Aaron Donald. So they still have the best pass rusher in the game. Uh, they need Puka Nakua to get on, you know, get on track. Hopefully they can get back Cooper Cup soon enough. He will not be playing in this game. But the rest of their offensive line is mostly healthy. And they have a really good uh, tight end in Higby, I believe. Therefore, I'm taking the Rams, and I'm locking this one. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams, too, and I'm going to take the over in this one. 
I really like how they, how they've been playing lately, and they're a very exciting team. And I can't wait to see you know see this full team this team going full full blast. You mentioned also earlier Ace about um what's the name on defense, um Donald. You know it's very it's gonna be very hard for um Indianapolis to stop them. Anthony Richardson should be back this week. I uh, heard he was in practice and stuff like that, so they might see what this rookie can actually do. With the team that they actually played very good without him, but still I'm t- still taking the Rams. I'm still t- I'm taking the um the veteran team here that knows how to get it done, even though they you know they was injured for a while. People kind of forgot about them. Give me the Rams. And what was the over and under this one? Forty six and a half. Exactly. You know what? That actually makes sense. I'm going to take the over in this one, and I'm going to make this my third lock of the week. All right. Go ahead, Malik. Hey, a shared lock. I think we're all locking in the Rams this week. It's going to be my first lock of the week. It's going to be the Rams. Um, the Rams did not look great against against Cincinnati. Um, and but I think that says more about Cincinnati and less about the Rams. I mean, the thing that the, the thing that we know about the Rams is if they don't turn the football over, i.e., Matthew Stafford, they're going to be in most games. Um, defensively, they have enough pieces on that side of the ball and they have some weapons, even though, you know, largely unknown weapons, but they have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they just have to avoid from avoid getting in this getting situations where um, they give up the ball and give the opposing team uh, chances to score points on a short field. Uh, we know that um, Sean McVay is a quality coach. Um, we know that he can scheme up some really good offensive offensive opportunities for the team. And again, Matt Stafford is healthy. Um, and if he's healthy and he's playing smart and he's, and he's, he's playing within himself, there's no telling what they can do. Um, they can score points and they can defend to a degree. So I'm going to take the Rams um, getting, getting a point here. Uh, I think that there's, I think they can go in Indianapolis and get this victory. And uh, we will interested to see, what Anthony Richardson is able to do when he's, you know, when he's back and he's fully, when he's back on the field um, and maybe, you know, getting an opportunity to play um, coming off of the concussion. Maybe he's a little slow uh, getting, getting back uh, under center. Uh, Zach Moss looked pretty good last week, um, you know, in, in his, in his fill-in role. And they're still a week away from potentially getting back Jonathan Taylor. If they don't, if he doesn't get traded before then, um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and roll with the Rams uh, getting and, and the over here. And I'm locking this in as my first lock of the week. All right. Next up, we have Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay is giving, is laying three and a half points. Second lowest over under tied with Baltimore and Cleveland at 40 and a half. I'm going to be taking the under. Actually, I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm going to take the under. I keep flip-flopping on that one. But in all reality, I probably would not be betting the over or under. I don't feel very confident about that, but I do feel confident about New Orleans' defense at home and the lack of confidence in Tampa Bay having to play another quality opponent. I do not see them being able to get this win. Um, Vita Bay is hurt. Also, along with one of their star linebackers and Devin, um, I cannot remember his exact name right now, but he's one of their starting linebackers. Alvin Kamara is back for the Saints, which is necessary because they're going to need him because Derek Carr is going to be out. I think with a full week of practice, I think we'll be able to count on, you know, we'll be able to count on him, count on the uh, 
quarterback, Jim Jamarcus, not Jamarcus. Good lord, Jameis. Um, <laughs> Jameis, <laughs> as I like to call him. We will have to count on James Winston. Um, they're two and one. They squeeze out wins at home. They're good for that. And every single team in the NFC South was a winner, except for Carolina, who was just kind of out of it. Everybody's tied at two and one. So this game means a lot. Uh, New Orleans already one and zero in the division, along with Atlanta. I think they need this one, and I think they're going to get this one. Devin White, that is who it is. Devin White is out, and Vitavea is questionable. So without those two players and them actually being able to have the opportunity to run the ball, Jameis put a full week of practice. I give them the opportunity to get this at home, and the fact that they're getting three and a half points. Regardless of whether or not New Orleans actually wins, which I think they will, three and a half is what uh, that hook is what makes me more confident in this pick. Go ahead, Ann. Um, what's over and under this one? Or oh, this is in um New Orleans too, right? Yep, forty and a half. Played in a dome. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to stick with the home team on this one. Caught the, the um the spread is not really that high on this one. Um, Tampa Bay, I, I quite, they 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 are kind of doing it a little bit well, but I don't really trust them. I trust New Orleans at home, and this is um Camaro's you know first game back. You know it's going to help me out in fantasy. Cheers to that. And um, so I'm going to take I'm going to take New Orleans on this one. I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under this one. Okay, they're going to actually do. And two of Tampa's uh cornerbacks are hurt. It's questionable whether or not they're going to play. But, oh, then I was supposed to say then. You said two of Tampa's cornerbacks are hurt? No, corners, corners. They're yeah, questionable whether or not they're going to play. They started last game, but they did not finish. Okay, so I'm switching that up. I'm going to go to New Orleans in the over then. Oh, okay. Uh, Malik, what do you got? Good pick, Ann. I agree with me, too. The fact that both of you are hitching your wagons to Jameis Winston is absolutely hilarious to me. Um, Good for one. <laughs> I'm hitching it to my fantasy player, Alvin Kamara. I'm not I so mean, much betting on him as I am against the fact that Tampa's defense is banged up and their offense coordinator I don't have faith in. And um, the fact that they look shaky against the Bears and that Bears had to make so many mistakes for them to win. Yeah, Orleans isn't going to do that. I mean, look, I, I watched. I think the, the best the best quality win out of, out of these games, um, New Orleans beat Tennessee – at home by a point, they beat Carolina on the road by three, and they lost to Green Bay by a point. So the trend here is that that hook of three and a half, you take the three and a half points because New Orleans is not playing anything. New Orleans is playing everything close. So the fact that New Orleans is laying three and a half here as the home as the home favorite, you take those points and you run with it because this game is going to be close all the way through. There's nothing to believe that um, that Tampa Bay can't stay with Tampa Bay with that offense with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Rashad White, um, and even even though Baker Mayfield is the quarterback of this team, there's no reason to believe that they can't you know at the very least keep up with Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> but, well, he's not playing defense, but Marshawn Lattimore is. Derek Carr, if Derek if Derek Carr is out. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't in good faith pick the New Orleans Saints. I've watched Jameis. Really? I've watched enough of Jameis Winston to know that that man should not be playing. I I don't want Taysom Hill playing right at the quarterback position because that's even worse. 
I do feel like Alvin Kamara will be able to to you know to make some make some things happen on the offensive side of the ball. I do think New Orleans can absolutely win this game, but that three and a half points is a hook. That that hook is that hook is is too enticing for me. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover the to cover the number. Um, I'm I'm hoping that's the Saints win the game, and I think that they will win the game. But it might be twenty to seventeen. I would not be surprised if that if that if that's where it lands, and you wind up winning because you got that you know that half point hook on there. So, Tampa Bay and the under. Wait, wait, hold, 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 hold. You, you, Malik, you trust Baker Mayfield more? No, I don't trust either one of them. What I've said, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I, tr- what I'm saying is, New Orleans has played close games in all three of their games. They don't score enough right now with Jameis Winston to keep any team from being able to play with them. If you if you can keep if you can run on them, you can you can keep the score close. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, but Baker Mayfield has good weapons. Mm-hmm. He has Chris Godwin. He has Mike Evans. He has um, a decent. He has he has he has some decent running backs back there. So all he has to do is not make the mistakes. And he's got Mayfield's and he's got a mistake prone quarterback on the other side. But the thing is that Baker Mayfield is technically the white James Wilson, 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 whatever his name. <laughs> what, but if you want to call him that, that's perfectly fine. But James Wilson is still there. But yeah, but the thing is that James has the same type of weapons. You, he has the running back now, Corbett back. He has the wide receivers. You got Chris Olave. You got Mike Mike. Um, what's the name? You got the, the what's the name? Mike, Tyler, Mike whatever. Thomas. Michael Thomas, you got the tight end, whatever. He got the, he basically the same thing. They basically even. I will, I will never. Corner in this team. That's why I go with the home team. Home James team, Winston team. was spotted team, seven. Team. James Winston was spotted 17 points in the third quarter and couldn't get three. All he needed was three. Did that's the defense, that's also, did the defense also give up 18? But you gotta yeah, but, that's but, but all he needed was three. He didn't need... He got a seven when you spot a man a 17 point lead yeah. and you tell him, just don't lose us the game. Mm-hmm. Just don't That's lose us the game. I think I think I think Alvin is a big X factor and is you gotta put in there. What I will say is this the fact that Kamara's back, he's been healthy, he's had a chance to rest because he was suspended, says a lot. The fact that yeah, Michael Maya is questionable, that, that that helps my case. And the fact that both of their uh, starting corners were hurt and questionable. Even if they're healthy enough to play this game, it's not like the Saints' is, um, wide receivers are just terrible. It's going to be Saints. Lave, they, got team, they got Thomas. I, I, I'm, and again, you go. You guys aren't hearing me say and that they're getting three and a half. So what you're saying is no. You're no, saying they're, you're they're giving three and a half. No, the Saints are getting that. No, no. New Orleans is the favorite. New, New Orleans, Orleans is the favorite. home favorite. They're giving three and a half. That's all. I, I I'm just saying. Play. I think they'll cover. I yeah, would they, not. I, I would not bet the. Yeah, I would not. I'm not. I would not bet Tampa Bay. Pl- you know, minus three and a half. That's crazy. I, I think New Orleans should win the game. Listen, Louisiana um, calls him and texts him and tells him that he's a hit. New or- uh, Look, I believe New Orleans will win the game. <laughs> I just don't think it'll be by a number, by, by by more than three and a half. Sorry, week by and win by three point conversion. That's what you're saying? No, you're the same quarterback. Same yes. Flip the coin, that guy. Whatever. I think Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah, they use Kamara as a decoy. Taysom Hill runs in the game winning touchdown. That's my prediction. Uh, <laughs> for the last score of the game, probably like plus eleven hundred. Washington, yeah, Washington. Also, do not pick either of these teams if you're trying to make it in your survivor pool. Washington at Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia is keeps trying to give games away. Um, I think this is a four o'clock game. I'm not exactly sure. Philadelphia. That's a one o'clock game. 
It's a one o'clock game. Philadelphia is favored by eight and a half points, 43 and a half over under. Uh, I could see this easily going over just by Philly beating the brakes off of them. Washington's defense has been up and down. That uh, push on the one-yard line is unstoppable. People are debating that again and whether or not that should be illegal. The almighty push. The almighty push is, is working for them. Um, <laughs> great offensive line, two really good running, two really good uh, wide receivers. Jalen Hurts has not been throwing the ball really well, so that is giving me a little bit of pause about them being able to cover this. They are at home, but that is a big spread. Um, that being said, I have no faith in Washington. And after them just getting obliterated last week, I feel like I have to take Philadelphia. But I will tell you this, I will not be betting this game on any of my tickets next week. That's for damn sure. Uh, Philadelphia, I expect to stay undefeated. But um, give me them to cover. You know, they've been 2-0-1 against the spread. They covered against so far pretty big spreads. They pushed on one with six against Minnesota, so I'll stick with I'll stick with Philly to just beat the brakes off of Washington. Go ahead, Anthony. There's three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and Jamin Hurts running the quarterback's league. But the thing is that just like how I was, I can say from my my own from experience, from the Rex days or whatever, when he reached to run the ball or whatever, stop it, motherfuckers. That's what that's basically what they're saying. Stop it. Nobody's stopping it right now. So I can you know complain about it all I want. That's going to always be there. Looking at this, whatever, I'm definitely going to take Philadelphia on this one. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm not going to, I'm going to go against the four, the um, NFC, East, sorry, the NFC champions here against Washington, the team that's in their own division. This is going to be a good game, but I'm going to take Philadelphia. Give me the, um, what's the over and unders? 43 uh, and a half. Yeah, I can see it. I can be, I can see this being the over game, but um, this is in Washington. In Philly, I'm taking the in over. It's in yeah, Philly. I'm. I'm. I'm I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to agree with you, Ace. I'm taking the over. This is in Philly. The Philly fans are going to go ballistic, especially they hate the um, Washington Commanders or yeah. Washington um, Redskins or Washington um, the commies, all teams or whatever they're going to be named sooner or later. But I'm going to go with Philadelphia in this one. Give me the almighty push in the over. All right. Before Malik goes, I'd like to point out the two wins that Washington has over Arizona, which was a comeback, and over Denver, which was also a comeback. So I'd like to point out the two teams that they've beaten are the two teams that we have the least faith in outside of the Chicago Bears, the entire league, and the Carolina Panthers. So those are those were who their wins against. And the one good team they played, they got Molly Wap last week, 37-3. Get Malik. Molly Wap! Yeah, all of that, all uh, everything you said, Ace, is why I'm taking Philly the over and I'm locking them in as my as my second best bet of the week. Um, there's nothing that that Washington has done over the past two weeks that says that they are any better than a middle of the pack, you know, low low end of the pack, uh, low low middle team, and Philadelphia is, you know without question the, the either the number one or number two in the NFC um in terms of being in terms of like the entire conference um so there's no reason to believe that Philadelphia um can't win this game outright by you know a fair margin at least 10 points um would not be surprised at that um and they the the Jalen hurts um one yard push works because he has the best offensive line in football I mean, DeAndre Swift is looking like, you know, one of the best running backs in the game. 
And Jalen Hurts is, is doing Jalen Hurts stuff. He's not passing the ball very well, but he doesn't have to in order to win. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally with Philadelphia, you know, rolling here uh, in a divisional matchup against Washington and um, yeah. And, 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 you know, holding down the fort, holding on, holding on, getting the four and oh. So I'm going to take Philly. And again, this is my second lock of the week. Well, before we go any further, I just want to throw something that's off um, topic. Well, it goes going to our first game, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just popped up on my feed. Christian Watson is going to actually be playing. Does that change any of y'all guys um, things? Nope. No. Yeah, I said I said that when we first were talking about it. All right, just that, sure, this just popped up on my phone, so I just wanted to pull that out there for everybody, so you can know that you know we're staying ahead of times, even though this is going to come up on Thursday, I believe, or Friday, whenever he posts this. This will come out on Thursday. This is more about the fact of um, what Green Bay is dealing with up front on their offensive line and on their defensive line. So it's just the fact that I think Detroit is going to have the better offensive line and the better defensive line. And I think that's going to be the key factor in the game. And um, both of their running backs are healthy. If Aaron Jones plays, he'll be playing with a sore hamstring, and I think that'll limit him, what he'll be able to do for their offense. Christian Watson is a good deep threat, but um, we can't go throw deep bombs in every play. All right, just keeping us all up to date here. I appreciate that. Next Anytime. coming up, we got Baltimore. We have Cincinnati, Baltimore. Cincinnati Bengals, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, neither of these teams have looked good except uh, Cincinnati in that last win. Um, Tennessee snuck a win. I mean, they almost beat New Orleans by only kicking field goals. They beat the Chargers somehow because the Chargers always go four on fourth. Um, That was their highest yards per attempt in terms of passing. Every other game has been 5.8 yards or less. His completion quarterback rating was 62.8 against Cleveland. Their defense was just terrorizing Tennessee. Um, Joe Burrow is clearly not healthy. Every week he improves. The fact that this is a Sunday game gives him a little more time. Derrick Henry is not 30 yet, but he does not seem to be able to run the ball well. The only team he was able to run the ball against was Chargers. Um, The fact that this spread is Tennessee getting two and a half and they're at home makes me want to take them. Because somehow I feel like if they do keep this close, which they have been in most of the game, they could somehow lose this by one point. The odd number of field goals and extra points and whatever they've managed to do. So I'm going to be taking Tennessee and getting those two and a half. And I'm going to take the under on this one of 41 and a half. I just don't expect Burrow to be that mobile. And I expect them to pressure him as much as possible. Heading. Um. For the Cincinnati fans out there, I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna say for the next thing, those uniforms are ugly. No, they should never be worn again. I do apologize to all Cincinnati fans out there, but that well, the white stripe stuff, you know, no, no, no. But anyway, as far as for this game is concerned, I do not trust Tennessee yet, like Ace does. I don't know why he's trusting them. They 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 treat me like a backwards type of team to me, and I don't still don't know why Hopkins went there. But anyway, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. They look like they came back to they was coming back to life. And I think they're gonna keep that up. So I'm gonna go with Cincinnati and I'm taking the over in this one. I think they're gonna start quite start showing some fire power starting this week. Well, it was carrying over from last game, but you're gonna start seeing some firepower as far as what's the name scoring some points with his team, his team and his wide receivers here. So give me Cincinnati, give me the over. They're gonna march into Tennessee and break, break, beat the brakes out of them. And this is gonna be, I think it's my fourth lock of the week. Fourth? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with fourth. And then I got my fifth one coming up soon. All right, Malik. 
Yeah, this is your fourth. This is my third lock of the week. I'm rolling with Cincinnati as well. Uh, they looked really good uh, against the Rams, um, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Hendrickson was able to get after the quarterback, put pressure on Matthew Stafford and make him um, make him force some throws into some bad situations. And, uh, and, and you know, they were able to come away with a couple of interceptions in that game that helped them lock it down and seal the deal. Um, I don't see a reason why they can't do the same thing against a Tennessee team um, that's not playing really well so far. And Ryan Tannehill's not a very good quarterback. Like, he's just, he's just not. Um, he's not playing very well right now. And he hasn't been, you know, fantastic throughout most of his career. He's kind of been mid for his entire career. And now he's just, now he's actually taking a step back. Um, Hopkins is looking like, he should have gone somewhere else. Um, if, if the opportunity presented itself, he should have went somewhere else. Derrick Henry is looking like he's just um, he's just look he he looks fine, but he's he's running against a wall of you know of, of defenders, and he's just not as maybe maybe he's just not able. He's just he's not as as strong at this point. Um, maybe just the 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 like combination of hits that he's been taking is now taking its toll and he's not as strong to the hole and he's going down a little bit a little bit easier than than, than previous. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but I just think that they're seeing so many defenders in that box um, against him and they're bringing so much pressure um, and forcing Tannehill to throw that ball to throw the ball on on third and long, and Tannehill's just not getting it done. Until I see Tannehill actually get it done, I can't actually speak to um, to Tennessee doing anything of any merit. Um, Ace, you mentioned Joe Burrow. Um, I think the biggest problem that that I saw from from him is his inability to push the ball down the field. You're not seeing Cincinnati get big chunk plays anymore. Uh, you know, between Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins and uh, and Joe Mixon in that group, you're just not seeing them get get the big passing plays that they're they're used to getting uh, because he just can't plant and push off that right leg with that calf injury. Um, so, but as long as he stays healthy. This team is much, much more talented than Tennessee and should should be able to take to to win the game on the road. So I'll lay the two and a half points and I'll lock this in Cincinnati in the over. All right. And the over under on that one remind everybody is 41 points. Yeah. The first four o'clock game we're covering is Las Vegas at the LA Chargers. The Chargers are at home and they are five and a half point favorites. The over under is 48. I'm going to take the over. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was out for the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers still have, they are without Mike Williams for Torres ACL, unfortunately. Um, I'm assuming everybody went out and picked up uh, either Parham or the other wide receiver. I forgot his name, but I know I had him last year. Something with the P, I want to say Pelham, but I don't even know if that's correct. Uh, they still have Herbert, so they have the best quarterback. They have a better defensive line. They have a better coach. That's how little I trust Josh McDaniels because he was the genius that decided, you know what, let me draft Tim Tebow. And on the strength of that, him not having Garoppolo, a guy who knows his system feels comfortable in it, they do have, you know, these might be the two best wide receivers on two teams that are maybe unlikely to see the playoffs. But um, if Keenan Allen can keep this up, that would be amazing because he's had 15 catches for three straight games. And he might have to do it for another fourth game. Give me the Chargers. I'm going to lay those points, and I'm locking us in. It's my fourth lock of the week. I have no faith in Las Vegas. Defense. I have no faith in all minutes against this team. And even if it doesn't come to shootout, I take the over, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of single-game parlays on this. I think Austin Eckler is coming back for this one. 
What do you got? Um, you know who else doesn't trust the Vegas? Devontae Adams. After I've been seeing him going off a little bit lately on there, he will be asked out and get traded to Detroit. He might get asked out. He's going to get traded to somewhere. He's definitely not going to be with Vegas for a while. He's going to be gone soon. So, and um, I don't trust that coach. He should. This is the third time that he has an opportunity to coach. Second time he actually took it. He should not even been given this many chances. Most coaches would have been gone out the league by now. But yet this dude is still around destroying teams. So I'm going to go the other way. This is the first. I actually think this is the first time I'm actually choosing this team. And this is rightfully so deservedly get, get choosing. Give me give me the Chargers. Even though, you know, they, they've been losing their games. They had their fun, their little fun times over there. I'd rather be in that that dis, that dysfunction than, than being with the um, Vegas people. And Vegas can take to, to the bank on this one. But give me the Chargers and give me the over in this one. I'm definitely liking that over and, uh, that over and under. I'm taking the over in this one. It's going to be a quite a little bloodbath over here, All especially right. with being at home. Go ahead, Malik. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. I don't like it. Staley is an idiot. It should be 0-3. They should not have won that game against Minnesota last it week. They should be 3-0, you mean? They should be 0-3. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> they They – and they should be they should be the best 0-3 team you've ever seen in your life. Like honestly speaking, like they the talent is there. You know they have all of the weapons. Um sucks that Mike Williams is down again for the season. It seems like he just gets hurt. He would get he gets hurt a lot. Um and so it sucks that he's not gonna be able to be able to play for the rest of the season. The um uh with Eckler coming back or potentially coming back this week. That you know definitely helps their offense. Um, the Raiders, they're just blah, right? The the Raiders have just been a really blah team for the last, really for the last couple of years. But even worse now that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be there. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Who is the backup quarterback for the Raiders right now? <laughs> uh, to be completely honest, your guess is as good as mine. Oh, it says out indefinitely, but I heard a life. former New England player, and Derwin no James is also possibly out. Wow. Yeah. So we have no we have no clue who Jimmy Garoppolo's backup is. It could be could be Josh McDaniels for all I care. Um honestly speaking, I don't I don't know what where the where to land awesome. here. I don't like this pick. I'm not locking it in, but there's no reason for there's no reason to pick the, the Raiders here. They are they're on the road. They don't have their starting quarterback. Brian Hoyer. Oh Hoyer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thirty seven year old Brian Hoyer. They're turning to Ryan Hoyer this week. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and say that the Chargers are going to win this game. And if the Chargers Everybody, find a way. If the but if the Chargers find a way to lose, it's not surprising because the because their head coach is horrible. Somehow, um, but Josh they shouldn't Davis lose. Will have three touchdowns in this game, and they'll win by three, and I won't cover. Um. But uh, I'm still taking the Chargers. Sorry. Go ahead. This is he on this team? Max Crosby is also questionable. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> if he's if if he's out, this number's gonna inflate. I, I believe this number will inflate if he if he's out. Yeah. I'm sticking with my pick of the charges. I'm glad I locked that in. No one by a touchdown. I have faith. We'll go forward on every fourth down and get all all with no rush. Um fourth and nineteen the on their ten. That's right. They'll that's just right. go. Like it's maddening. Just throw it up to Keenan. New England at Dallas. Dallas is favored uh, by seven. Over under is 43. 
I'm going to take the under. New England's going to fight them to the death for every single point. Um, I'm going to take New England. Somehow Dallas will win this game. Dak Prescott and Mac Jones will both throw two picks. Uh, if you can bet the over-under on picks in this game at over two and a half, I would take that bet. Um, New England's offensive line is a bit shaky, but they're not terrible. They have a running back by committee, and this is a revenge game for Zeke. So we'll see what he can do. Uh, maybe they know him well. Maybe they know that he's uh, burnt. But uh, I believe Dallas has better wide receivers because the only wide receiver on New England I know is Kendrick Bourne, and that's not a good sign. That being said, Dak Prescott is captain average. So if he has another average game at home, they will not cover. <laughs> Give me New England. And, and you can go ahead with that one. I'm going to take it. They just call him Captain Average? <laughs> That's who he is, man. He's he's the Mendoza line. He's the, it's the Prescott line. He's the well, average of average quarterbacks. Well, I do want to see this game only because um, I heard that Jerry Jones got a surprise for Zeke, whatever, since, you know, coming, coming home, whatever type of thing to the home game for Dallas, you know, former player and all. It's not a contract. Yeah, no, definitely not a contract. So, so whatever. Maybe some slim fast or something like that. I don't know. It's not like he left on his own accord. They cut him, okay? <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, we're not going to pay you, so gotta leave. Like, we, we got we to gotta place for you in the, in a, you know, for honorary people. But anyway, I'm going to go with Dallas on this one, and I'm taking it over. New England is not facing against, you know, Zach Wilson, who couldn't see opening open players to actually win the game last week. Mm. This is quite. This is, this is definitely a different team. He might be captain average, but that that Prescott can actually pass the damn ball, and he doesn't see ghosts and stuff like that. And you also got quite Michael Parsons, who's going to quite re resume his campaign as quite trying to be the MVP of this year. Not only defensive player, but MVP. Michael Parsons is going to resume his campaign on that, and I think you know we're going to see. Um, what's his face? I can't. I forgot his name already. That's how unimportant that quarterback is on the window. Barry six. Mac Jones. He's gonna be buried six feet. <laughs> Mac Jones gonna be buried six feet deep a couple of times. You know, in a couple of sacks, sacks by um Michael Parsons. So give me, um Dallas. Give me the over and wow. give me four sacks by um according Michael Parsons and a touchdown mm -hmm. by him as well. Both of these teams five have the four and five defenses in the league. Dallas being four, New England being five. Four yeah. sacks going to happen. Oh, this is going to be my fifth lock of the week as well. Wow. I'm not even taking my Jets. That's how that's my, they, they don't deserve to have a lock this week. You, sir, are a hater. You hate on the Pats hard. Go ahead, Malik. Um, so the Cowboys have faced the Giants, the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. And the Cardinals, they managed to lose one of those games. The Patriots have faced the Eagles and the Dolphins and the and the and uh, and the Jets, which they won that game. Mm -hmm. Barely, are, barely the they, they barely beat the Jets, but they could have they could have won that game against against Miami. They only they lost scored. by they lost that game by 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 a score. The most and they lost they their, they in the game by 20. And they lost the, they gave them to Philly by by you know a little less than a score. Correct. Philly Philly is better than Dallas. New England uh Philly is better than Dallas. New England has a good defense and should be able to keep this game close. I think hmm. seven points is 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 too big of a number to lay. Uh I don't think 
the Cowboys are the Cowboys have shown themselves. I mean, I know going into that week, that game two, uh, that week two game against um, against the Jets, I said that we didn't see any holes in them, and we didn't see any holes in them until they played Carolina, and then we saw a lot. So <laughs> clearly, Dallas is still trying to figure things out, and New England is the type of team that can make it very, very, very difficult on you to figure yourself out, to figure your shit out, you know, because they, they they just know how to play. Right. And they know how to play. And, and um, they don't make a lot of mistakes on the field. Bill Belichick definitely has those guys playing at a high level, not making mistakes and keeping the, keeping the score close. Um, so if, if that, that's, that's anything to be said for that, I think new England, I think Belichick over Mike McCarthy and New England is able to keep this, keep this within the seven points. So I'm going to take new England and the under. All right. I have four locks of the week. In the books already, we have Arizona and San Francisco. Arizona is getting 14 points. The over-under is 44. This game will be over. I am not locking in this game. But there is no way that I'm going to take San Francisco laying 14 points. If they lose a game that they're not supposed to lose, it will be this game. I don't know why. It just will be. Josh Jobs will somehow engineer a victory. We'll figure out the trajectory and the angles that he needs to throw the ball at to get it over the defense and to his players and somehow win. That being said, I'm taking Arizona because they're getting 14 points. This is a college football line. This is the kind of line that you get when Louisiana or Louisiana Lafayette, as it used to be known, is playing LSU, okay? And they're both undefeated somehow in like week nine. Um, I'm taking Arizona. This is a professional football team. They have some respect for themselves. This ends up being a push. It's a push. But this is way too many points. Um, this is insane. But it's definitely going to be over. So I would bet the over on this one. Everyone's going to get to score a touchdown on both sides. Go ahead, Ann. Um, Arizona might be a professional team, but this is still San Francisco. They can plug in the they can per, um, plug in Kermit the Frog at the quarterback and still win this game. So I'm going to go with San Francisco and give me the over. They're going to smash the crap out of them, beat the snot out of them. This is at home. Think of Arizona's going to leave bloody, and they can't come back. Anyway, I don't know what to say there. Give me San Francisco. Give me the over, and that's really it. Next game. Arizona's three and zero against the spread. Go ahead, Malik. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, Arizona's played well. I mean, Arizona's played well, and San Francisco's defense has been okay, um, but they haven't been. You know, that game against uh, Pittsburgh notwithstanding when they when they pretty much just when they dominated Pittsburgh in week one um they played the Rams in week two and uh failed to cover the spread against them they did cover the spread against the Giants but the Giants obviously were without Saquon Barkley coming off of a um a big win on a short week uh, and then traveling to the west coast again so I don't really put much stock into that um the Niners are not dealing with any major injuries, although Debo Samuel and both Debo Samuel and Brendan Ayuk have appeared to be questionable. We'll see if they actually wind up suiting up. I would be surprised if they don't. Um, of course, if they if one or both of them don't, obviously it makes it a lot more difficult for Brock Purdy to um, you know to operate. And the Cardinals have shown that they can get after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, they can they can make some make some things happen from that from that perspective. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm rolling with you, Ace. I can't I can't stand 14 point spreads. You give me 14 points, I'm gonna take it. I'm not locking it, but I'm definitely gonna take it. So I'm gonna go ahead and take those 14 points, and I'll take Arizona in the over. 
it's it's just nuts. It just makes makes no sense. I get that they're going to San Francisco, but like this is a division rival. Like they care about this game. They care. They're not just gonna get blown out. And they've shown to be confident on and much better on defense this year. Somehow without um, you know, without what? Without uh, you know, I I don't get that. It got better on defense without probably first or second the best defensive player they've ever had in Arizona Cardinals history. It's wild. Well, Watt retired, so. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, he retired from the NFL after, like, 13 years, but, like, somehow the defense is playing better this year. And they beat up on the, you know, number four defense in the league, which is Dallas, who clearly has a really good defense. So if they can solve Dallas, they'll maybe be able to solve San Francisco. Who knows? Kansas City going to New York, going to the New Jersey Jets. They're the New Jersey Jets now because they are um, one and two. They're getting nine and a half points at home. The fire has been lit behind um, Jack Zach Wilson. Um, I don't care what that old man has to say in terms of uh, Joe, Broadway Joe, Mr. You know, his total QBR is lower than Tim Tebow's career QBR. I'd just like to point that out. He's in the Hall of Fame. He made one guarantee. He won one Super Bowl over 50 years ago, so that's why we still listen to him. Joe Namath, not even the best quarterback to graduate from Alabama. I'd also like to throw that in there. I'm tired of listening to that old man. He may know football. He may know that Zach Wilson is burnt, but I'm still taking the Jets here because uh, Kansas City bowled over Chicago because they were at home. I think they're going to come off of that emotional high, and I don't think they're going to be able to roll over the Jets. Jets defense knows they can't just give away games. They can't give away plays, and Patrick Mahomes is going to make them work. And he does have a sore ankle, so you, the Jets fans can uh, thank the Bears for that. And Jets actually have a pass rush and have good corners. Jets will cover, but they will lose. Take the under on this. Um, 20 to 10, 20 to, I'm going to say 17 7, Kansas City. You head in. Um, this is a nightmare ass game because you, you have um, the whole week. Actually, today actually feels like it's um, December something, whatever. That's how long this week has been feeling. You know, listening to all these these um, people going from Joe Namath to all these old old um other players and stuff like that going back and forth. So, uh, I feel I, I'm glad my name is not Zach Wilson. You know, because I doubt he can walk out of his house without getting a, a trash can thrown in his face. But um, yeah, you, you say one thing that is, that is true: the Jets still have their defense. Defense is pissed off. They can hold down Casey. I doubt that over and that over and under is going to hit 42. That spread might actually actually kind of work there because you can see a touchdown happening and then you can see Zach Wilson, you know, quite decided to take a little seat like he did before and quite and get get that on that on that, you know what? Uh, I'm with you, Ace. I won't take the New Jersey Jets in the in the under. <laughs> I I hate to I hate to call them that, but you know, that's what they deserve. It's even so bad that Willie Gay, they actually had a, a interview with him. Yeah. And they actually asked him about the offense. Dudes just started quite laughing live on air about wow. when he talked about the Zach Wilson in the offense. He was just like, then he tried to catch. It. He caught himself saying, "No, I'm not trying to laugh at the whatever like that." No, that's wow. how that's how much of a joke Zach Wilson is. You got Willie Gay doing that, and then even last week before they faced the Patriots, you know how they always do promos and they show mm -hmm. every every team's quarterbacks or whatever, and they face each mm -hmm. other. And they do that with the Jets. They have Zach Wilson there. They had they had Garrett Wilson there. They didn't even wow. bother trying to promote him. That's how much the league thinks of Zach, that he's horrible. Mm. 
Tre- right, oh, Trevor Wilson might come in at halftime. Never know. But anyway, give me the give me the Jets. Give me the. I mean, not give me the Jets. Give me KC and give me the um under in this one. Over. Give me the over. Gonna, you're gonna lay the nine and a half points. Yeah, I want to switch that. Give me KC and give me the points. All right, go ahead, Malik. Let's make this quick. We know what it is. KC and I'm locking this in, man. Like, <laughs> come oh, on, man. man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know I didn't have to do a paragraph of novels and stuff like that, but come on now. Let's, over and under. The, the over under here is going to be, I, I, the over under is what, 40, 41, 42? 42. 42, probably go 42 and a half. We will be seeing I mean, 10. look, the Jets have a good defense. The Jets have a good defense and they're going to be at home. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if this hits the under. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's going to score points on the Jets? I mean, like, honestly speaking, if, if they sell out. If they sell out, if Casey is smart, which you know that they are, and you know that Andy Reid is a smart ass, is a smart head coach. If they sell out against the run, and they're able to like Dalvin Cook doesn't look good. Brees Hall had that huge game um, against uh, Buffalo in the first game of the season. He's looked kind of okay over the last couple of weeks, but he hasn't looked good. Like the rush, the running game doesn't look good because. Teams are selling out against the run and just forcing Zach Wilson to, to throw the ball. And I can't see the KC not doing exactly the same thing. And then on the other side, they've got Patrick freaking Mahomes. So, like, honestly speaking, nine and a half points, you know, I get it. I get I get it. You know, I get why people would 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 vote for the Jets here. But I can't see. And it's and it's and it's a primetime game. Yeah, that's like, the, the lights are going to be on. The lights are going to be on. This would have been, exactly been a perfect Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes game. That's what they were I counting mean, on. That's why it's Sunday Night Football. Chris Jones is questionable. They're going to play. I mean, the the, the receivers for KC are pretty play? much going to be out there. Like, I, I don't see any reason why KC just doesn't handily, right. uh, handily take care of this. And it's going to be New York. So, you know, Taylor Swift is coming. Oh, uh, speaking of that, I do have a, little, a, a nice little drinking game. Every time I see Taylor Swift there, I'm going to be drinking. Every time I see Zach Wilson throw a touchdown, I'm going to drink drinking the orange juice. So you know that's supposed to that's supposed to counteract that. I think I'm going to be drunk by the night. You're going to have alcohol poisoning. You're going to have alcohol poisoning by halftime. <laughs> slow, take, slow down a little bit. Last game of the week, we got Seattle at New York, New Jersey Giants. Two games in Jersey back to back. Both teams are one and two. The Giants are one point favorites somehow, one and a half on Yahoo or under 47 and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Seattle. It's my final lock of the week. Uh, the Giants are not going to have a shot. They're going to come in there and wreck shop. Um, and it's funny because it's going to be an old Jet quarterback. Give me Geno. Lock this one in. If you're not right after everything that happened on Sunday, you'll get right on this game by taking Seattle. Go ahead, Ed. Well, MetLife's on. It's gonna be played at MetLife, so the um the, the actual stadium people that actually handle that stadium is kind of horrible in this back to back stuff. I kind of saw that on nine eleven. So give me Seattle on this one. They actually have more weapons. Quite the Giants only had um what's the name what's the name at running back who is gone and a bunch of quite a bunch of nobodies. So give me uh, Seattle on this one, and I'm gonna take the under in this one. And this, if this was if I had another lock, I'll put that in there as well. All right, 47 and a half is the over on Dad Malik. Seattle in the over. Done. That's all <laughs> I need to say about this. Uh, why is this game on Monday Night Football? 
this game should have been a Monday Night Football before Saquon Barkley got hurt. Why is this game a Monday Night Football? Why is this only one and a half? Like, why is this only one and a half? They just got the smoke. They just got the smoke kicked out of them against San Francisco. And, (laughs) like, I mean, yeah, can Seattle come out there and lay an egg? Sure, absolutely. Geno Smith, you know, has not been – He's he's not he's, he's never he's haven't been like the most consistent quarterback over the course of his career, but he's been pretty damn good over these last year year and a half. So I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and have a good game and and just have a good game plan. Pete Carroll and the and the and the you know the coaching staff just put together a good game plan and they're able to make make things difficult, make life a little bit difficult for Giants um, zero three against the spread. That's why I'm taking yeah, it. yeah, make life a little bit difficult for 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 Daniel Jones. Bobby Wagner looks like he's back. Bobby Wagner looks like he's happy. He's rejuvenated. He's he's back to being his uh, run wrecking self. And Saquon Barkley's probably not playing in this game, so he's going to be going up against Matt Breida and uh, some other guy, <laughs> some other yeah, guys in that, in that giant that backfield. So, yeah, no. don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if this is this is over by halftime and you're uh, you're you're going to bed going to bed early by ten o'clock at night. So. Oh, yeah, that's what reminded me of that, Malik. So I'm switching my to the over as well. Because I remember that last game that the Giants played that night, and I fell asleep on that shit. So give me the over in that one. Give me Seattle in the over. Sounds good. Yeah. Same pick as me. Uh, and we're going to go into our shout-outs. You got any shout-outs for us this week? Yeah, shout-out to Willie Gay. Once again, you know, he actually's pointing out things over there. Shout-out to Joe Namath, you know, for calling out the Jets. Shout out to um everybody on WFAN who's you know cursing the Jets, calling Jets out and cursing Zach Wilson out in you know his career. Shout out to Zach Wilson, his career might be over after this year. Shout out to um what's the name, Nate Hackett, who can who is basically getting getting called by his his last name Hackett because he's hacking the whole thing and you know for some reason he thinks that you know he could have just called plays for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers can audible out that. So shout out to him. And um, fuck you, Sean Payton. And also, um, shout out to um, <laughs> what's the name? All you guys out there who's been listening to us. You know, we got to give a shout out to you guys. Quite is glad you're listening. Hopefully, you know, our audience grows and stuff like that. But anyway, that's going to be my shout outs for the week. All right, shout out to all of our listeners. We have another record week of growth. I appreciate everybody downloading, liking, subscribing, all of that. I love y'all for that, and I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all are winning on my best bets. Um. Recap it last week. Me and Malik are killing it. Anthony's doing pretty good as well. And overall, we're doing all right. Uh, I will be posting the college picks of the blog. And shout out to my Bears, who are going to give Russell Wilson another loss. Super competitive dude and Super Bowl champion and future Hall of Famer. But um, this ain't on him. He didn't play defense. He didn't give up 70 points. Shout out to the Dolphins putting up 70. Shout out to the Chicago Bears still having that all time record. And even if they got a field goal, they wouldn't have had the record alone. They would have had a tie. Which is kind of like when the Patriots had an undefeated season. They've been with the Super Bowl. Not the same thing. Either you have it or you don't. And the Bears didn't have a chance for game. So they're just more. So shout out to them. Shout out to Chicago for winning this game. Shout out to um, Pettiness of the GM of Portland Trailblazers of not trading Damian Lillard to the team he wanted to go to. And sending him to Milwaukee. Um, as a Knicks fan, I'm pissed. But as a Knicks fan, I'm also happy because Miami did not get what they want. So I'm enjoying those sweet, sweet Miami uh, Heat fans here. Malik. <laughs> um man, I didn't have much. I don't have much this week. It's interesting. Um, shout out to Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who went on a huge rant uh earlier this week, or actually earlier today, um, about not being a Swifty 
and uh, how much he absolutely hated all of the shots of Taylor Swift in the Kansas in City. 70s, why he's in, like, in his seventies, I guess. He's but the fact, that, the fact that, like, the man—I mean, but but he sound—it's—it's it's hilarious because he sound—he sounded like an old man, but like one of us at the same time because all he wanted to do was watch football, and all he wanted to do was watch damn football. I he didn't, didn't care about. He didn't care. Well, you know, you're the Bears fan, so you're sure you didn't mind it. <laughs> there wasn't much football being played on the field with your Bears like that 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 week. Um, but he just yeah, he went off and it was hilarious. Shout out to him for for that rant. Um, you know, once again, whenever whenever he's on on his Wednesdays, it, it's it's fun. Shout out to um the Pat McAfee show. I actually like this show. Pat McAfee is a funny Pat McAfee is a pretty funny dude. And what's interesting is that for a for a show that comes on at noon on ESPN, it's on their flagship station. He gets away with some s bombs in in that show. He gets away with some cursing on that show, and they don't bleep him. So shout out to ESPN for finally getting with the times and actually allowing somebody to uh, to to speak his mind and uh, saying, yeah. "Hey, you know what? You got to be vulgar. Go ahead and be vulgar." They wouldn't let anybody else do that. They didn't let Lebatard do it. But no, but they let Pat McAfee do it at noon, nationally televised. This is not this is not like it's on ESPN two or anything like that. This is straight up ESPN. Uh, on their network um and he's uh dropping some mess bombs but he's he's a cool he's a cool cat and uh anthony if you're if you're able to listen you know while you're at work i think it's tuesday either tuesday yeah i think it's tuesdays or wednesdays aaron Rodgers does his still still is still doing his weekly spot on no, the show speaking. yeah on the show uh where he gets his opportunity to speak his mind and um, about the clip tonight, so I'm not gonna lie. yeah yeah um Shout out to Mike McDaniel. I don't know if you guys uh, saw the. I had no uh, shout outs. What's going on? It was one other one. Shout out to Mike McDaniel. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the clip of him walking into <laughs> Dolphins practice on I think yes. it was Tuesday, uh, just kind of dancing and sauntering in. Uh, oh yeah, I posted to, that sauntering one. into Dolphins practice. It was pretty funny because it's one of those things where if you look, if you take a look at the guy, you realize like he is the nerd. He is the nerd that 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 runs the team. You know he has no football. He has no bone in his body that can play the sport, but he thinks the sport very well, and so he's able to. He's got all of these guys. So he's like he's like the he's the guy that was doing the homework for the football team, the and now he's the he got to be the coach. Wow. He got to be the coach. So you know what? Shout out to him because he basically made the Dolphins Broncos game into a game of Madden. He scored 70 points. He dialed up any play and every play he wanted to. And he made he made he made the old ball coach and Sean Payton look like just an old coach. Um and made them look look horrible. And he's having fun. Um, I would just love for him on Sunday uh against the Bills. I know it'll be a tougher game, but on the, against the Bills, just come out with a PlayStation controller. Just just hold a PlayStation controller on the sideline. Don't do anything with it. Just hold it and act like you're playing video games. Just just, just do that for me for my oh, sake. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> just call just call the plays in your headset and hold the plays as you control the rack like you control the you control the game. Hilarious. I can't wait. Um, but yep, that's it. Peace. Right. Thank you. Thank you again for everybody that's listening. And uh keep checking for us because our, our picks are our picks are, are hitting this 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 year so far. Mm-hmm. So keep, catch us while we're on this hot streak because you never know when we're gonna go cold. It's gonna happen, guys. It's gonna happen at some point. Everybody does it, but you know, as long as we're on this hot streak, roll with us. You don't want to leave a heater. Follow us on Podcast Addict, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get all your podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. 
And I will be uploading more of our picks to YouTube and more videos up there as well. So follow along and like and subscribe. We out. Yeah, like my liver and a half time. Hey, <laughs> so be out. <laughs>